Hey, before we get started, wanted to say thanks to a couple sponsors that keep the show on the air. Physical Therapy and Balance Centers, they were created by PTs, especially for PTs in private practice. On average, a private practice who joins the physical network grows more than 40%. So if you're ready to discover how the largest network of PT private practice owners are growing and adapting to industry changes, visit physicalfranchise.com. That's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L franchise.com. And our friends from MW Therapy, they want to know, hey, have your EMR costs grown out of control? Has your current EMR hit a wall? Or maybe it was invented in 2007 when smartphones weren't even a thing. There's a time for something better at times now. MW Therapy. Take a demo now at mwtherapy.com. That's mwtherapy.com, where switching over your EMR is easy. And our friends at CBDRX for you, your CBD store, get the ABCs of CBD at CBDRX4U.com. That's CBDRX, the number four, the letter U, dot com. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. Today, bringing a, a familiar face back to the program, Jamie Schreier. Always learn stuff. I've, I've always learned something when talking to Jamie. Phone call. Couple text messages, always learn something. Uh, make sure you, you you visit his website, practicefreedomu.com. That's practicefreedom letter u.com for PT owners who want to treat less and earn more and create the business you've always dreamed of. Also on there, take the practice quiz to see where you stack up. Also, want to thank our friends from physical therapy and balance centers. If you want to open a PT practice, don't know how to do it, they can help. Thinking about selling your practice. They can help. You should know this if there's one thing you know. An average of private practice that joins the physical network grows more than 40%. If you're ready to discover how the largest network of PT private practice owners are growing and adapting to industry changes, visit physicalfranchise.com. And our friends from CBDRX4U.com get the ABCs of CBD at CBDRX4U.com. That's CBDRX, the number four of a letter U.com. Let's start this thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PT Pinecast. We have a great physical therapy conversations so that busy PTs can feel connected to their profession. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Uh, the website, the socials, at PT Pinecast, the website, ptpinecast.com. Uh, on there is where people were asking me today, where do I get those pint glasses? I saw you guys were giving away those pint glasses last week. Yeah, that contest just ended. You missed it. Uh, but you can grab one. Everything's under 20 bucks on there. Pint glasses, t-shirts, whatever you want. Uh, PTPintCast.com. Today we're talking about, well, it's all about the patients, right? It's all about the patients. Improving your patient patient engagement. First, we got to define the terms, and then we'll figure out how to improve it. So without further ado, bring him in the show. Jamie Schreier from Practice Freedom U. Jamie, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate being back, man. Seems like forever and a day. I know. Uh, first question is always the hardest. Uh, what are we drinking today? You have anything on tap? What are you drinking? Well, it's it's on tap. I'm drinking something out of my personal special. Look at that. Monogram Schreier Manor Country Club uh, cup. But I had a little rough weekend, so we're going to not start it off on Monday drinking hot tea, black tea, 
flavored tea, chocolate flavored tea. It's Monday. It's Monday. I got a Mick Ultra. That's what we've got. So I want to thank our <laughs> friends from Owens Recovery Science. Find them at owensrecoveryscience.com. Uh, single source for PTs looking for certification and personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. Again, that website, owensrecoveryscience.com. All right. So today we're talking about, we were texting earlier. Uh, I said, what's what's on your mind, Jamie? And we also, we want to make sure that the audience is understanding the terms right. So you said, well, I want to talk about patient engagement. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And then I was thinking about it for a hot minute. And I was like, what's patient engagement? First, we got to define the terms. And then we want to make sure we're doing it. Well, are, we, are you doing it right? You're doing it well, and how can you improve? So patient engagement, that's something you talk about when you when you help practice owners who want to treat less and earn more at Practice Freedom U. What yeah, does it mean? well, I think, I think there's a lot of terms. Uh, we call them dirty words in, in our world, in, in the Practice Freedom U world. We call them dirty words. Dirty words are vague words, things that, you know, who knows what they mean. NFTs, crypto, dirty words. No one really knows what the heck any of that is. <laughs> um, patient engagement. That's probably a little bit more defined or the customer journey, the right. customer experience. It's it's the steps that your client, your patient makes. Um, the, the starting part, uh, the starting point, I would say, when they contact your office, it's when they contact your office all the way through, could be once they're discharged or that that engagement, that connection can continue after up to maybe six months or even a year after. It's the journey that they are taking, working and, and, and getting treated and connecting with you. That's my interpretation of it without getting too, too complicated. Yeah, so patient engagement. Uh, we asked a question in our Facebook group a couple, of, uh, a couple of hours ago, and I was letting people know, hey, I was going to be talking to Jamie. And I defined the term. I Googleized it, and I said, like, you know, what's patient engagement mean to you? How do you define it? What are you doing? You know, what are you doing well? And I, I define it. Patient engagement was defined as the desire and, and capability to actively choose to participate in care in a, in a way that's uniquely appropriate to the individual in cooperation with a healthcare provider or institution for the purposes of maximizing outcomes or improving experiences of care. And I asked some people, how do you facilitate patient engagement? Um, and uh, Tony Maritato says he thinks the best way to increase patient engagement starts with the right marketing message. That's got to be something near and dear to your heart. Yes, and it's uh, a marketing message. That's uh, you know, those are one of those terms too, because you know we're not we're not marketers as physical therapists. We don't view ourselves as marketers. That, that one I agree with. But what's interesting is all we do every day is persuade people to do things that are good for them, and you'll never guess my definition of selling. It's you're selling, you're persuading people to do things that are good for them. That's how I look at sales. So marketing is preparing people, creating awareness out there, getting defined on what problem you solve and, and perhaps how you solve it and who you solve it to and guiding them into your world until ultimately you persuade them to take action. So that's my view of, of, of marketing and sales. And I'm sure we can dive into kind of messaging your marketing and get really clear on that. But I always wanted to find these things, Jimmy, because as you know, we, we talk about this a lot on, on our other show on, on PT hot seat. And um, it, you know, when you're in the marketing world and I've dove in the marketing world, especially online marketing world for the last eight plus years, it's another language. It's another 
it's like the wild wild west yeah and you forget that we didn't get any of this in school we didn't get any of this after school and too many times i i catch myself too when i'm speaking is i start using terms that are like these marketing terms and i'm like look confused people don't when you confuse you lose and the last thing i want to do is try to make this overcomplicated to people just to make myself feel smart and mm -hmm. like oh i know all this stuff it's this we got to break this down really really easy so that's how i kind of look at the marketing and and the sales and all that yeah i tell people all the time if I, the clients that i'm working with if i am saying things that you don't understand if i'm using a term you don't understand please stop me because i'm probably not using I say, I tell people all the time, reduce the fraction, like use a simpler word. If you're not, why are you using a complicated word where you don't have to, right? The most sophisticated people I know use the most reduced fraction words possible. Because if you don't, if you can't explain it simply, maybe you don't understand it, or maybe you're trying to make it sound uh, too complicated. Well, well, maybe you haven't practiced. You know, I got a lot of initials after my name, Jamie. I better use some really big time yeah. words because I got to make sure you know how smart I am. You, you know, I've talked about this a, a million times about, you know, we, we try to let people know how smart we are with all these credentials and all this stuff. And the reality is they already know you're smart. They wouldn't you know, show you got up. a master's, you got a doctorate. You're already one of the smartest people that's on the planet. The key is, can you relate to people? And look, we've all been to the, to the old school doctor who then comes out and tells us, you know, all this stuff to one of our relatives, not us, because we understand it. One or two of our relatives and they come back. Hey, how was the doctor? What'd they say? They're like, I don't, know. I don't know, because they just use all these words that no one understands. Well, here's what I understand about communication. If the person you're communicating to doesn't understand what you're saying and what you're trying to have them walk away with, that is on you. You know, my basketball coach once said, I love basketball, I've been playing my whole life. He goes, Jamie, no pass is a good pass unless it's a completed pass. And when we're communicating, we're the one that's passing the ball. If they don't get it, that's on us. I like it. Preach. The onus is on you. And that's where my mantra comes in. Science isn't finished until it's understood. It used to be science isn't finished until it's communicated. But then I realized I have to pass metaphor. It's exactly it. You know, I flipped the, I flipped the script a little bit. And I say, when you change it to a third grade example, well, I could teach the entire third grade cur curriculum in about two weeks. I could just blurt it out that they wouldn't understand a damn thing. So it wasn't a good lesson. It's only a good lesson if the audience actually understands it. So how do you, how, where do you, in, in terms of clinics, with people you work with, with Practice Freedom U, where do you start mapping this out? Do you, or, or does it matter because it's going to be a life cycle anyway? So it's going to be a circle. No, so I mean, anywhere, right? Look, when you start something like patient, patient engagement or, or the client experience, you got to start with what we call in Practice Freedom U, the who and do what statement. It's also referred to as the XYZ statement. I've talked about this extensively. Actually, you and I had some fun at CSM talking about this. It's really about who is your audience? What problem do you help them solve? And what happens when that problem is solved? So the who is, well, who's your target audience? Your audience is different than someone else's. Or perhaps you're, you're focusing on a particular audi audience or avatar that you may have multiple audiences and you're, and you're choosing one. But it's important to understand who you're actually wanting to attract in your place. Because once you identify that, let's just start with the who for a second, Jimmy. Once you identify the who, the next step is get clear on what their problems are, what their worries, what their concerns. 
there's there's lots of different types of problems. Mostly the problems come down to a physical problem, like if we're treating the back pain and all of that stuff. And then the other problems are kind of like emotional laden problems. In other words, if you have someone that's never been to physical therapy, but they've heard stories, physical torturous and all these other terms, how do you think they're going to feel when they are going to come into the place for the first time ever? Skittish. You know? Anxious, apprehensive, anxious, apprehensive, skittish, uncertain. Thinking of all these words. Because the question is, same thing we were talking about before, no pass is a good pass unless it's a completed pass. Well, the patients, how they are treated, how their needs are met, how these concerns are met is up to us. It's up to the owner. So the question I have, if you understand this is how someone is feeling, then what are we doing to meet them where they are, to meet these emotional things that they have. So when you understand who your audience is, and then the next step is to dive in, well, what problems do they have? What fears or worries or things that they have? Then you're able to design this, this journey, this engagement with them at different points along the whole treatment and delivery process. When you think of it like that, it actually makes it make sense and it makes it much simpler. This doesn't have to be complicated. Little things go a long way. And, and I can get into some things that we can do, that people can do to, to do this. But that's, that's really the premise is get out of what you think. That's the hardest part. Yes. And get into their mindset. Yeah. Meet them where they are. And when you're able to do that, which is easier said than done, I get it, because all of us are self-centered human beings and we come everything out from our own perspective. But if you can do that, you'll start to basically put together your customer journey, your client journey. And that journey, just like every hotel chain out there, every restaurant, every health club, they all have a very individual journey and experience that they're designing for you. Yep. The most famous experience is a Disney experience. Nothing they do is by accident. It's all strategically well thought out, starting with their client, with their with their uh, their their person in mind. Now they have multiple people. What about mom and dad? Yeah. What about the kids? What about the teenagers? They're looking at every possible thing and making sure that their uh, business is is making sure they're meeting the needs that you might not even know you have. And that's what makes it such a great experience. And what's great about healthcare, not great, but I'll, I'll say that in, in this way, the healthcare customer experience bar is really low, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, it, it ain't, it. It ain't going to take much to have your clinic stand out above any competition out there. Now, it hold on a second. Take much. Hold on a second. All right. So when you're working with people through Practice Freedom University, this, is ju this just came up to me. Yeah. You, as, as somebody who coaches and mentors practice owners, you've probably got two audiences in mind because you said confused people don't. So you have to walk the clinic owner and the clinic staff, everybody, front desk, clinicians, everybody involved. You've got to get them in the mindset so they know that what they're doing is providing an experience. Because if confused people don't, and I think that you're right, if confused people don't, 
people on the staff will just do what they think their part is without understanding how their part, where they're receiving the pass and where they're throwing the pass to. Ah, you said a great, great line there. Yeah, what I what I step in. You you, you stepped in something really good, and it smells <laughs> wonderful. You might want to get a hose. What you said is, and if you don't, they will do what they, meaning your staff, think is right. That's a very important thing to note. Because again, it's up to us, the owner, the visionary of this clinic. I don't care if your clinic has one employee or a or hundred. The buck stops with you. So if you just ignore it, you know, ignorance is bliss, but in this case, it's no excuse. If you no just excuse. ignore training them, which of course you can't train them on your process, your way of doing things, so unless you, know you have spent time thinking about it. If not, you're just reacting in the moment, putting out fires, trying to figure it out, doing, 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 busy, 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 hustling, 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 and then being upset and, and being, you know, overwhelmed yourself because they're not doing it the way you want, but you're not sure what it is the way you want, or it's all in your head and you actually haven't put it out there. So that's a huge thing that, that you mentioned that if you just make sure that meet people where they are, the people you have to meet where they are is your staff first. First. I mean, I've meet worked with organizations. I've worked with organizations. I remember the first couple of times I heard this, I was like, this is blasphemous. And it was like, take care of your people the best, train your people, like focus on training your people and they'll take care of your clients. They'll take care of your patients. I was like, no, 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 no. The patients need to be first. It's like, no, no, that's not sustainable. Cause then you'll run over and you'll burn out colleagues and employees. But if you treat them like gold, well, I think the other thing I heard was people don't run businesses. People run processes, processes run businesses. You're talking about defining the process. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's uh, that's the Deming rule, right? Deming rule says 94% of the problems in a business are not people related as all of us like process. to think it's process related, right? It's, it's the, the process, the system, the checklist, they, they're your business. McDonald's businesses is not the people, although the people are the most important because they execute the human thing that you and I do. But what's great about McDonald's is they can replicate this model. Now, you may not want to have 100 locations or a million locations like they do, but you have to think like that. So what you said was your staff is the most important, which I 100% agree. However, where you start, though, is with your Process. target audience, with yeah. your avatar. You have to start with them, think about them, because that will then determine how you put in the process of how you want anything done, what email sent, how to say this, how to interact like this, which then solves your uh, your employees' problems, which all they want to know is what is expected of me. Right. What 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 am I supposed to achieve? If Are you going to train me and teach me? It's amazing how many people I talk to. So when I get you know uh, clients and people that come into our world. One of the things we do is we help, you know, train their management teams. So, uh, and I've done so many of these calls. I love it. So I get on a training and the first question I ask is, so tell me where the confusion is, Jimmy, uh, two hours goes by and they are, if they actually even have a job description, they, well, one of the exercises we do is they highlight all the things that are not happening or just not true. And people are highlighting all over the place. I go, 
how are you supposed to be happy? How are you supposed to do well and feel good about yourself in a job when you're not even sure what goes on day in and day out? So you do just enough of what you think you're supposed to do and hopefully not get yelled at. So that is no way to build an amazing team, an amazing culture. And so it starts with who's throwing the ball. So, so it's almost like confused people don't and half confused people just do enough. Like half confused, like if you're kind of, kind of clued in, you're like, all right, I'm pretty sure I know here, but I'm just going to start doing. And if I don't get yelled at, then I'll just know that that was right. But that's not, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a plan. That's hoping people will figure it out. Yeah. And the book that, um, um, oh, what's his name wrote, uh, good to great. Um, he didn't write okay to good, but he should have wrote okay to good because unfortunately, most of the businesses and business owners I talk to, they don't have a good business trying to make great. They have an okay business. Right. And the problem is okay isn't good enough. We can't survive on okay. We won't attract and retain good staff, which is one huge problem. But but most importantly, we won't be able to impact and care for the people that we want to care for because we ain't making no money. We can't pay bills. We we can't we can't live a, a life. You can't just have an okay business. It doesn't work. There's not the margins in there. We have to create a really, really good business and making sure you have that inpatient engagement, that that customer journey is is critical. So going back to what uh, your, your your buddy Tony said, who I know Tony as well, um, that messaging is really important. But the messaging, when you break down your marketing messaging, your marketing messaging is your who and do what. Right. Who do you help? What problem do you help them solve? And what is the result of you helping them solve that problem? So if you help someone with back pain, problem you solve, what happens when you help them solve that? What are all the things that they have in their life? What are the things that they can do? These are all benefits. These are all emotional connections on that. When you're clear on that, you then take people through the journey because they're coming in with, let's say, the back pain, and you're making sure that you are meeting their needs. It could be a smile. It could be a welcoming. I tell you, one of the most unbelievable things in the world to do, and I and I dare anybody to do this and tell me it doesn't work. When a new patient walks in your door, the next time they do, have your front desk person stand up, smile, and say, Mrs. Smith, we've been expecting you. And watch what happens. Nobody does it. I went to the, 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 the doctor not too long ago. I won't tell you what for, but I'm 50 plus years old, you can guess. <laughs> went to the doctor. Old school. I walked in. There's no welcome, Mr. Schreier. There's no nothing because they're behind the stupid little glass thing still. Yeah. And I walked in. I said, hey, I'm here. Fill out this. And I went, damn, really? And I'm like, I'm writing in my phone. I go, oh, I'm going to use this one. Here's the thing, Jimmy, real quick. Um, Somebody um, reached out to me. Actually, we have this listserv, this email thing in our neighborhood. And everyone always says, who do you know? Who do you know? And someone says, who do you know that can do this type of procedure that I had done? And this person also private texted me. A couple people did. Do you know what? I didn't refer them. Why? I'm okay. 
doing that. Because I like the doc. He's fine. He's a good guy. I go there once every five years. But do I want to hear my friend say, Jamie, what kind of place is this? Where'd you right? send me? So I have, it's so much easier for us to do something. And it's so much more difficult for us to refer someone to something if we don't trust it. If it's not living up to the standards, not our standards, but the standards that our friend's going to think we Correct. Have. So I didn't send him because I didn't want him judging me. Correct. So I said, hey, you know what? I'm sure your, your place in, in Bethesda, which is a, a pretty high-end area near where we live, I'm sure the place in Bethesda, the guy is probably fine. Just go with them. Now, this doctor may care, may not care, but we have to care. And I mm-hmm. guarantee that kind of stuff is happening because of the experience someone is ha- having at your place. And we have to make sure the experience is consistent. The experience happens whether it's a 17-year-old athlete or a 70-year-old grandma. They're having the same type of experience because it's an sp- experience that has been done by systems, consistency with training. And when you do that, your raving fans, your internal referrals start to skyrocket and we love them because they don't cost us anything. And those yeah. are usually our avatar high-end patients. You mentioned Disney doing it. I think they're kind of the gold standard. Apple is 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 re- pretty remarkable. And I use that word intentionally in terms of giving a remarkable experience. When yeah. you when you get the box and open, I mean, first of all, the box. People save their iPad and iPhone and I and, and AirPod boxes because that's part of the that's part of the experience, right? Opening it. You never have to pick out a pair of scissors in Apple. Everything is neatly packed. It looks very, very slick. It looks exactly well thought like out. you want it to feel. It was thought out. It was thoughtful. Um, I think when we were at CSM talking about um, seven steps to a seven-figure practice, I'm, I brought up um, the experience of Peloton. And if you have a Peloton and you've gotten to 100 rides, maybe you understand this experience. Somewhere along the line, Jamie, Peloton asked me what my t-shirt size was. I don't know. When I signed up, I have no idea. And then when I hit 100 rides, I got a shirt that said Century Club, Peloton on the sleeve. That's part of the experience. Like how the bike looks, how it rides, how it was dropped off. That shirt, it's an experience. So let's add that in there. Experience, engagement, customer journey, customer service. In my world, they're all the same. We can split hairs if we go all the way down into the bowels. No pun intended. Um, But, um, you know, it's you get to create the experience you want people to have with you. You can do it intentionally. Here's your choices. Yep. Intentionally. Accidentally or somewhere in between. Oh. And here's the thing. If it's just you, you don't have to go through all this. You really don't. Because you're going to do whatever it takes. Because A, you're probably a heck of a therapist. You're a heck of a clinician. And B, it's your business. You're going to do what it takes. But when you start to hire people, um, they're not going to do it the same way you do. It doesn't mean they're not capable of doing it in the try your physical therapy, the Jimmy McKay way, in your way. But it means you need to take the time to think about and strategize and put it together. And once you do, it is so much easier to tweak things to improve it than it is to put the whole thing in place. But if you just ignore it or yeah. if you're just like, eh, whatever, I'll deal with it later. This is the people that I talk to that have trouble with 
Hiring and retaining staff. Yes, your staff actually loves this. Uh, having referral problems. How do you have referral problems when there's 350 million people and they all have human bodies that break down? Really? Yeah. So these are the things that aren't talked about enough that you may not have been taught, but are so powerful. And they're not difficult to put in, but right. are so powerful in the results of that. So I just, just preach as much as I can, hoping people will do it. Just put thought into it. I tell people all the time, like, you know, you want to talk about patient engagement. You can change that with public relations. People will say, well, I'm not really doing public relations right now. I'm like, I got news for you. You're doing it. You're just doing it poorly. <laughs> or you're doing it accidentally. Maybe you did something online and it popped and you're like, see, I didn't even have to. I'm like, well, I didn't have to think about it. Well, that's luck and hope and luck and hope ain't a plan. So I tell people all the time, like, if you're not putting thought into it, why would someone think twice about you? Jimmy, I thought about you the other day because I know you 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 talk uh, a lot about that. And I I use the same thing. I I tell my folks, hope is not a strategy. I had a I had a um, um, a client recently say, hey, you know, she, she had to take a little time off, and I said, yeah, no problem. She's like, all right, I'm ready to come back. So I hope to start in May, and then she went, whoops, I know, hope is not a strategy. I will start in May, like definitive, concrete terms. But you said something, you know, you said something again, just 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 brilliant. And it's the idea of, I call it the power formula. The results we have in our life, let's just talk in our business, are based on our actions, which are based on how we think. So the problem, and I love this quote by a good mentor, a friend of mine, Dan Sullivan, the problem is never the problem. The problem that you have right now is never the problem. The problem is always how you think about the problem. That's the problem. And that's hard to grasp when we're out there trying to search for the answer and realize the answer isn't out there. The answer starts with how you think about this problem that you have, whether the problem's referrals or retention or financials or revenue or money. Once you think differently about it, which you and I are using the terms, take time to strategically and intentionally think about the patient experience, you'll come up with the solutions and you'll come up with knowing who may help you with those solutions, but it'll be very specific. And when you do that, you will begin to move forward and get better results. And when you do that, you get confidence and it continues to snowball. But, you know... When, when, when I learned that phrase, the problem is not the problem, I tried like hell to look for the bright, shiny solution, the toy out there. I want, I want. And the more I did, the more I ended up looking right in the mirror and said, you son of a gun, you, you know the answer, don't you? Yeah. You're not telling me, but you know the answer. It yeah. was always with how I was looking at my business, how I looked at my, my patients, my clients. I never looked at their problems. I looked at their physical problem. I knew how to solve it. So it's, I know this is a little maybe deep for, for a lot of people and, you know, but it, it, it certainly starts just asking those questions. Well said, uh, follow Jamie online and, and see what he has to offer. If you're a practice owner, who's thinking, man, I could really use some more of this in my life. Practicefreedomu.com. That is practice freedom, freedom, the letter U.com. That is for practice owners who want to treat less and earn more. I like that practice quiz quiz. We're going to do an episode later where we go through the practice quiz. Yes. Maybe we'll have somebody walk through it. And then we want to talk about the results because taking that, you know, quiz is, is one thing, but understanding what, what your results mean is something completely different. 
Uh, Jimmy, are you ready to do three questions? I'll try. Let's do three questions right I now. I should always. There's no preparing for three questions. I know, but I I always know you're going to ask me, but I never know until you actually say you're ready for three questions. We switched it up now. We've got some new questions on three questions. Oh, Uh, good. I didn't remember the questions before. I just remembered you were going to ask me. All right. Who is someone else other than you that the audience should go read from or follow to learn more about today's topic? You mentioned a few people. Pick one of those people. And maybe give us a, a sentence or two, like why? Who who is someone who understands patient engagement real well? Writer, if you author- really want to go in depth, one one of my uh, original mentors is is a gentleman by the name of Dan Sullivan. He's the most successful coach, business coach to entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs in the world. He's worked with over twenty five thousand people. Uh, Strategiccoach.com. They got lots of resources there. Um, deep stuff. I mean, this isn't like a how-to thing. This is deep stuff. Really, will make you think. Definitely, uh, there's some good stuff there. And I've, I've, I've modeled. You know, we all steal from other people, right? I've right. modeled so much of what I do from from him and his program, and me being in there for ten years. All right, what's something the audience should take a look at? Where should they go? Download a resource, something you know, tangible or downloadable, if they wanted to take a deeper dive into some of the things we talked about today. We'll yeah, like we, talk, like we talked about, I would I would take the uh, PT practice quiz. It, it, it's a quiz that I have. I will ask you questions that you may not have asked yourself or may not have thought of. And remember, the question is the key and you get to answer it. You get to answer it in, in your own subjective way. It's very simple the way I ask them one through five. And but the questions are very calculated into the different areas of your business. So I, I pick seven areas of your business, seven key areas, and I ask you a few questions on each. And what it will do is tell you a very clear story. You might know a couple of them. I know if I need more new patients, but there's other things that are going to get you to think. And then I give you um, a report of what it means and then give you uh, uh, things on what you can do about it. So it's a short quiz. It's free. And, and I just heard a lot of feedback and it's very helpful getting you to think about, first of all, your practice, your clinic as a business. That's number one for what it does. Well done. Uh, again, the, the link to that quiz is going to be in the show notes of the episode. So just click on there. Uh, final question on three questions. Why should people, if you could put it in an almost uh, a who and do statement, why should people care about this episode? Why should people care about this topic? Why should people care about patient engagement? Uh, why is it so damn important? Because... And I don't want this to come off the wrong way because I know there's some really bad stuff happening in the world right now. There's a war in in Ukraine. So I don't use this lightly as the war in Ukraine and and Eastern Europe. But there has been a war in our world, in our health industry. And it's coming from lots of areas. We know it's coming from declining reimbursements. We know it's coming from the world of competition. We know it's coming from the world of, you know, big business, venture capitalists, hospital systems. And I am the advocate of the small guy and gal. I'm the advocate of the one to five locations, couple million dollars and less, which makes up most of practices. And right now, we need to arm ourselves more than we ever have. This is what moves me. This is what moves 
motivates me and my passion comes from is we are not armed. We are going into a war with a squirt gun, a squirt gun, man. Yeah. We need to arm ourselves. And the way you arm yourselves is you need to learn and understand about the business of physical therapy, the business of private practice. And when you do, you own it. You talk about fish for a day or learn how to fish for a day. We need to learn and arm ourselves with business, understanding the patient engagement, understanding the journey that your patient goes in your clinic. This is arming yourself so you don't worry about competition. You don't worry about the person moving in and down the street. You're in control of your own destiny because the one thing you know is nobody's quite like you. And there's 350 million people in this country that need your help or will need your help. I don't know. That's why they should pay attention to this. I don't know if the audience is getting the vibe that Jamie really cares about this stuff. <laughs> PracticeFreedomU.com. That's where you can find Jamie. Uh, three questions brought to you by Jackson Therapy Partners, providing awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who care about where they're going. Travel physical therapy. If that's something you want to do, JacksonTherapy.com. Last thing we do on the show, Jamie, as always, we call it the parting shot. Parting shot brought to you by our friends, the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Actually, check our socials. Uh, link in bio, as the kids are saying it. We've got a, comp uh, a contest going on right now for a management of tendinopathies course. They've got that. Uh, they've got their current concepts of orthopedic PT. That's a great roadmap from wherever you are to that OCS exam. Doesn't matter where you are. It's how maps work. No matter where you are. They'll get you to where you're going. So find them online at orthopt.org. That's orthopt.org. Jamie, parting shot. Last thing you want to leave with the audience in terms of improving patient engagement, what is your parting shot? Arm yourself. Understand your who and do what statement, your avatar, what problem you solve, and use that to start creating the experience that you want your clients and patients to have and then begin to teach and train your staff so people will come in and have that experience each and every time, whether you're there or playing some golf or on the beach relaxing. And that's working on the process, right? Trust the process. The problem is usually in the process. And work usually, less, work less. more, have fun. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, practice freedom, the letter U, practicefreedomu.com. And we got to throw a plug in. We're going to be at the uh, WebPT's Ascend. That is the Ultimate Rehab Therapy Business Summit. That is May nineteenth through the twenty first in nineteenth through the twenty first in uh, in Charlotte. We're speaking on Saturday, right? We are speaking on Saturday, first thing in the morning, around eight eight o'clock or eight thirty. You and I are going to take the stage. Hot. And, oh my God! I think that hour is going to be like two minutes. <laughs> We're just going to go. <laughs> Uh, so check out uh, webpt.com slash ascend. That event is uh, going on. Now I've heard good things. This is the first time I'll be uh, attending in person. Uh, I'm excited to get together and do some talking down there uh, in, uh, in, in Charlotte. Good weather, good time of the year. Uh, Jimmy, appreciate you coming on the show as always. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you having me, buddy. I said the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced, 
post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPintCast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.